Hey, Lockdown Guardians fans, I'm recording two in a row. Uh, hopefully, let me know how it sounds, how it goes out. I realize I butchered uh, names in the last one, uh, including a player that I talked about quite a bit. So as always, uh, first I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen day and every day, free and available on podcasting platforms, apps, streaming services. If you got the internet, you can get Lockdown Guardians, and we're completely free. Uh I am going to take a second in today's show to thank some recent um, reviews. Those help out the show. I think our negative review person <laughs> deleted it because all of a sudden that's not there anymore. And I got two new reviews, but I'm sitting at 91 reviews. Remember when I asked people to go last week and write a review, if you haven't yet and you've been a long-time listener, listen, I can't leave a review. I don't use iTunes. But if you do use iTunes, if you have that installed, uh, let's get me over 100. Let's get Lockdown Guardians over 100. But, uh, you know, I run the show, so help me out. Uh, I'm, I also have some information about the show. And I have a press release from the Indians I'm going to read because, you know, it's mildly amusing that we got a press release right now. But again, I want to apologize. You know, pronunciation, we've talked about before, being a dyslexic pronunciation is not my skill set. Uh, to this point in time, I've read many a book where when I finally listen to it online, uh, it is, well, I learn how to really say words. For whatever reason, I just don't have that ability. Uh, growing up, uh, you know, I'm 40. I remember being unable to spell a word and a teacher telling me to go look it up in the dictionary. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I don't have that. That is not built into my head. If I can't spell a word, a dictionary is not going to give me the ability to, to get there. So that is my thing. I butcher names. Uh, I want to thank DB Sice, Andy, if you're out there who helps me with the name pronunciations. I'm looking forward to hearing from you uh, the next few days about the names I got wrong in the first part. But enough of that. So let's first off, thank you, those who left new reviews. So as I do, I always give shout-outs to Mike T-D-G-Y-R-F-H-G-F. Thanks, man. Nice review. Very sweet. Five-star review. Um, you know, I'm not going to say all the nice things he said, but it, I appreciate that. Uh, I also want to thank Kes Me If You Can, K-E-S, Nostalgia. Uh I'm specifically mentioned the failed parts and uh, some of the players remind him of his dad. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying that. I'm going to have to, I think what's going to happen is I might have to start digging deeper. Like we went back to the early two thousands with those lists. Like I did 10 years of failed prospects. So let's, I think the next uh, natural progression is to start going back even deeper, trying to find some more. And that series was popular. So we're going to keep doing it. But uh, I want to thank both of you for doing reviews. We're at 91. 4.6 out of 5 stars. They say any review is a good review. So if you haven't done it yet, uh, again, you don't have to necessarily say anything. I mean, I'll give you a shout out if you do, because I don't see if you don't, but uh, help the show grow. That's a simple thing you can do. Speaking of show growth, uh, let's talk about what's going to happen with the show. I've had some discussions about adding co-hosts again. We'll see how that goes. Um, kind of still trying to figure out what might work. With that, uh, I talked with Jeff, who is now Jeff Carr of Lockdown Reds, who's kind of my boss now. Sean, who used to be uh, of Lockdown Raptors, is now handling hockey. I joke that, of course, they moved the Canadian guy to hockey, but both are great dudes. Had a nice like hour-long conversation with Jeff the other week. So there might be a really cool person that I'm bringing in, completely off the radar. I cannot give more than that, but it is potentially in the works that I might be getting a former insider to come in and talk on the show. Uh, and I don't mean like... Again, like Vinny Rotino is a great guy. He played for the Indians. He still works here in Milwaukee with like relating to media. And we're going to have him on at some point to discuss things. Uh, but I mean, like someone who was more like inside the game itself. So we're going to, I'm figuring some things out. I'm trying to bring some interesting new content to the show. 
So that's the first kind of minor thing to discuss. The other is we're going to finally do the YouTubes. Uh, I got the thing set up. Now, my biggest reason I had not, I had been resistant to doing the YouTube, and you might be like, Jeff, why were you resistant for the longest time? I mean, I was part of the pilot program. <laughs> I was the person out there who, along with like Bryce with the Rangers and two other hosts, were the baseball part of the pilot when t- before Tenga bot locked on, and I was doing it with WKYC, and then I stopped doing the video. And if you enjoyed the video, I'm sorry. The reason the video stopped was locked on Buckeyes, locked on Big Ten, and locked on... Uh, Cavaliers use it daily. I have a window that I have to record in. If I can't hit that window, then I cannot record my show. So I wasn't doing it purely for those reasons. And then this is what changed. I talked with Jeff, as I mentioned last week, and I'm like, what else can I do? And we discussed some things, and I discussed how I have experience with OSB. And I talked with um, Doug Branson, who does one of the Lockdown Carolina shows, I want to say, but he's also our sound expert. And discussed if I can use OSB, then I can use that for the show. So at some point, guess what? If you love the audio, it's not changing. We're still going to have this audio. It, uh, you know, it it might be slightly different just in terms of uh, I can't pause the video, right? Well, I mean, I guess I can. You know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, When I did the streams before, you can probably go back and find them. I don't think I've hidden them in any way. But I did those for the 2020 MLB draft, and I did some pre-chatter with that just because I didn't have time to sit down and uh, write anything. Uh, it was a end of the school year that year was uh, IEP. I, I literally had an IEP every week for six straight weeks. And if you don't know what those are, uh, it's an individualized education plan, and they take a lot of writing. Uh, but they are very important and very helpful to students, and they're great to have, but it also is not the ideal time to have just all of those lined up. Uh, so I ended up doing just talking about these players and why I like those players, and then I did a whole solo draft show. So I have that experience, so that's going to allow me to do Locked on Guardians as a video podcast as well as an audio. If you like the audio, guess what? It's still going to come in your feed. If you are someone who likes to watch things on YouTube, well, we'll also be coming there. It's going to be a process. I'm talking with Doug. We're trying to get all the materials and everything set up so I can go through and do this show. But yeah, it's uh, I can't tell you when it's going to start, but I can tell you we have started the process of doing it. And uh, at some point, you'll be able to watch and or listen. So let me know what you think. Uh, you know, Again, you're not losing anything. If you like watching things, you can see my ugly mug talk about things from the very stereotypical blogger basement. Uh, I do have child's work in the background, so I'm not living with my parents, the other part of the stereotype, but I am recording from the basement. The other nice thing about OSB is Restream is great and it's super user-friendly and like I love, love, love so many components of it. Uh, You have to have a strong internet signal. Mine would sometimes drop and that caused issues with interviews. The other problem would be that mine, uh, well, it's that, and then it was just the timing. So this gives me a way to do that. Uh, If anyone out there knows OSB and they want to give me any uh, information, I have not used the software in nearly two years, so it is going to be a bit of a refresher for me. There will be, like with all things, I mean, come on, it's me. It's Jeff Ellis. If you've been following my work through the years, you've listened to this podcast through the years. I mean, I, I first started writing for Tony at Indians Prospect Insider, Back in 2007, maybe 2008. Uh, Yeah, I think 2008. So I've been doing it since then. Uh, There is always a degree of seat in my pants, but there is always a degree of, you know, I'm going to put in the time and the effort. It might seem at times like I get flustery, but I'm just flustery in life in general. 
but I put in the time. I do the research, and I come out on the other end. So uh, thank you all, basically, at the end of the day. Hopefully, we'll get our subscribers up so it can become, you know, I'll be just honest with you. For someone like me who's doing this show, uh, it would be fantastic if we could get enough subscribers to make that an additional revenue stream. Uh, That just helps in terms of making the show uh, better. You know, I've reinvested in in microphones. I've reinvested in a new laptop because, uh, you know, I typed the word baseball so much the A and the S keys fell off my old laptop and I had to use a USB keyboard. That is <laughs> true fact. So I, I just end up reinvesting in the show. So any additional streams will mean better lighting because right now I don't have a lighting set. That's something. So yeah, that is kind of our state of the guardians. I know I haven't given a state of the guardians since uh, Pat and uh, Caleb left. Now, Caleb's still doing uh, information stuff, and I think Pat's going to start doing more podcasts over. I can't remember where. They both have bright futures. They're both going to go into great things. I wish them well. Uh, we'll see about potential co-hosts. Uh, I had a few people I reached out to, and they just never heard back after initial interest. It is a lot. It's, it's a workload, and uh, but I'm very thankful to have it. After spending the first near decade of my career not collecting a single paycheck, uh, I am very thankful to all of those that locked on for taking care of their podcasters and making this a, you know, a paid gig, which still is not always the case everywhere. We're going to take our first commercial break a little bit late here. We're going to come back and talk about the press release. We got a press release from the Cleveland Guardians. I had to cut, stop, and redo because, of course, I'm still not getting the name right. But yeah, enough about me. Let's take that. We're going to come back. Segment two, press release. Okay, it's Bill Barr. Uh, so recently, uh, Lockdown Braves had Dale Murphy up on their show, and he talked about his love of Bilt Bar. Who doesn't love Bilt Bar? And by the way, 10% off their brand new flavor, gingerbread. Eggnog is still there. There's still a deal on Paranormal Pumpkin. White Chocolate Cheesecake, I liked it. Caramel Almond Delight, I liked it. Still there. Coconut Brownie Chunk, everyone likes it. Winner of the Sweet 64. Caramel Macchiato, a coconut lover's box. And the gingerbread. 140 grams, 140 calories on this one, 17 grams of protein, five grams of sugar. It's a pretty healthy one. I mean, come on, five grams of sugar, five grams of fiber. They don't advertise that, but man, as you get older, you want to look at that fiber. Uh, And milk and soy, this one is gluten-free, totally one you can use, uh, I can use. Like I said, if I hadn't just bought some, I'd be buying some gingerbread right now. I like gingerbread. That is a flavor for me. And you're getting 10% off. Plus, if you use the promo code LOCK15, you get an additional 15% off. So you're going to get 25% off. I know it doesn't quite work that way because it's 10% then 15 off of that. So it doesn't quite. Still, you are saving a good chunk of money. If you like gingerbread, now is the time, man. All of these bars are delicious. They're all great tasting. Listen, I love this product so much. I just had to cut out a minute of ad reads, come back and add this. And you want to go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCK15. It's just a great tasting product that is great for you. Now let's talk about fan tracks. Do you like fantasy baseball? Do you like Fernando Tatis Jr.? Then you need to go to fan tracks right now because fan tracks is the most customizable MLB platform in the industry, offering the greatest fan experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Create or join a fantasy baseball commissioner league. Invite your friends. Dominate your draft this season. It's also the top dynasty fantasy platform in the industry. Go deep with the Ultimate Keeper and Dynasty Leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service? No problem. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and then help you customize it. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake dropping a player? Your commissioner tools from Fantrack allow you to undo any move with a simple click. 
among the most trusted names of fantasy since 2008. Fantrax invites you to sign up today for free. If you do, you'll enter to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. Baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com backslash locked on. Use the promo code Tatis when you sign up to be eligible to win. Is there anything lacking in your current league? Fantrax has it. They don't sleep. And fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax. With seasons running 365 days a year, there's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it a permanent home. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up today and win an official MLB-signed Fernando Tatis baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com backslash locked on and use the code Tatis. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Play ball. I do want to, before I go into this press release for immediate release, I want to point out, we did not break the top 50 this week, but we stayed in the top 100. That has been our goal, is to get in the top 100, and I will take staying in there. Let's keep staying in there. I know we may not, because I had the, the late show Tuesday, but you know now you got two shows back-to-back to listen to. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. I know things can be a little bit weird with the lockout, but we still got content. Like I said, we had so much content in spite of the lockout last week that uh, we didn't even do a draft last week. I let off, didn't lead this week off. It was our Tuesday show, but I went with it early because there's so much going on. Uh, I've got locked on Mets wanting to talk to me, and I just haven't had time. You know, I want to sit down and discuss like how the trade looks a year later and discuss uh, you know, the Jose Ramirez situation. I haven't had time. Sully at the flagship wants to sit down and talk. Time. Time is not my friend. I got about an hour or two a night to get this done. Uh, You know, I shouldn't say to get this done, but time to record. I enjoy doing it, but it's such a limited window, as we talked about at the top of the show, that I need to make sure I can record. But it it might be a lockout, but we got content coming. That's all I'm saying. No problems coming up with things. Don't worry about me. And then, hey, the Indians release press releases. This is maybe the most optimistic press release I have ever seen, purely because it's advertising that, guess what? You can get single-game tickets online only starting at Dece- on December 18th, which is four days away, at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for uh, spring training games. Uh, you can already get season tickets for spring training if you want them. It talks about that on there. And if you want to get walk-up tickets, you have to wait till February 1st. That's when the, uh, the walk-up at Progressive Field will be open. Uh, but if you want single game tickets, they are online to the general public at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on December 18th, which, let's see, 15th, it's what, Saturday? It's weird for Saturday release, but hey, whatever. If you want spring game, if you want tickets for spring training, you can get it. So it's just, why I say this is so optimistic is, I mean, the first game is February 26th, at Goodyear, at the sites, you can, on uh, Saturday, you can go and buy tickets for that. They have the the number here. You can go find it. I'm sure it's not that hard to find. They're going to play 15 games at home and 15 away games, with two games being played in Las Vegas against Oakland. That's kind of a kick in the pants for Oakland fans. And they'll have four split squad games in March and seven weekend home games. Uh, so, again, this is so optimistic because there's nothing about if games are not played what they're going to do there's no mention of like at all like what's going on in baseball is completely out of this this is just like hey you want to spend some money hey do you want to buy spring training game tickets you can't buy you know uh season tickets yet you can't buy well but bet you can't buy any tickets right now i haven't really looked it's like uh you can't buy tickets to the indians but you could still get some spring training tickets and put those under your in someone's stocking put them under the tree you know it doesn't mention the holidays but i mean 
this is coming out. I'm saying so many you knows and ums. I apologize right now. This is a week before Christmas. Literally. So they're having this here so you can buy tickets and get them. Uh, who's going to buy tickets? Like, honestly, I if you are going to buy tickets, hit me up on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Why would you buy tickets right now? There's no guarantee that they're going to play. I guarantee, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like in the past when stuff like this happens, uh, there's always a service charge. You don't get back on a ticket. Uh, you might be able to push it forward. But what happens if they end up not playing any spring training? What happens if it occurs, gets moved to a time when you can't get out to Arizona? Uh, don't, I mean, I shouldn't tell anyone not to buy tickets. Like if, if you have the ability and it's not a concern, go ahead. But it's very odd. I also like group outings of 20 or more tickets, get discounts, uh, personalized service, scoreboard welcome, and more. And uh, a special number for those group tickets. It's just so positive. Like, that fans want to go out and buy spring training tickets with everything going on, with absolutely no end in sight to this lockout. With, I mean, the the two sides have, they're probably not going to sit down and talk before the holidays. Uh, and have they really talked since the lockout began? It doesn't seem that way. There's sparring in media. Uh, There's sparring in online. The, the, you know, the whole taking down player pictures and not using any of the stuff on MLB.com. Uh, just across the board, just silly things so far. But yeah, I mean, this, what press release are we going to get after this? Maybe if they sign some more minor league free agents, uh, we'll get something then. But outside of that, I can't see much happening. Uh, You know, there's been a few players that have signed recently with minor league free agents. But yeah, I just, I can't see a whole lot much else happening here in terms of press releases so this might be the last press release for a while it was the phillies who just signed uh six minor league free agents uh today that's who i saw so you know maybe there's still some of that that could happen but yeah this could be the last press release for a good long time i just love the optimism that like spring training is going to happen we don't you know <laughs> i can just see the wheels turning we can't afford to lose any revenue streams let's try to get this one going it's bad enough that we're doing a rebrand, which should allow us to move tons of merchandise, but we're doing a rebrand right before the holidays and then can't sell game gear because there's a lockout. Like Again, it's just the worst possible timing for this organization. We're going to come back, uh, segment three, and you know have some more fun talking about this Cleveland Guardians organization and team as we continue to stare head-on into this lockout. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 20, the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, you know, I'm going to kind of, again, I'm going to lean into Hiram because Hiram takes over my Twitter profile and sometimes it's great because it gives me content. So he asked me a series of questions today and I just thought, okay, this is a good jumping off point because, again, before the end of the month, I want to start switching over, doing some draft content, talking about what I think is going to happen and just, you know, the draft in general. And Hiram hit me up today asking about a series of players, uh, Elijah Green. I didn't respond to that one uh, just because it's like Elijah Green. If he's there at 15, then like 
here's the thing with him. Either he's going to go top five or he's not signing or he's, you know, something went really bad there uh, for him. You know, I asked about Jared Jones, who's a a few years ago, I would have been so much higher on him. I just like, man, there's a chance he's going to stick a catcher. But more and more, it's like every time you say there's a chance that guy's going to stick a catcher, they don't stick a catcher. Like that's, oh, he's got a chance to be. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. It's either they are a catcher or they're not. And if they're not a catcher, let's just, you know, let's call it what it is. He's a first baseman. <laughs> like, uh, it's just one of those, It's I'm getting old and crotchety. And I'm like, guess what? You know, those guys we talked about who might stick a cat, they don't. It's a hard position. Uh, you don't leave anyone there uh, long term. Uh, it's just either they are a catcher or they're not. End of story. So then I'm significantly lower because I'm like, okay, now he's just a first baseman. That's not a high draft value position. Uh, and he asked about a series of guys. And here's the thing. A few years ago, the Indians went with those high ceiling arms. Uh, the Ethan Hankins, the Lenny Torreses, they went prep. Now, they hadn't gone prep for a while. But, I mean, Brady Aiken was essentially a prep arm. Uh, there's also Juan Hillman, who was a relatively high pick. And then there's um, you know Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie's worked out. But everyone else I mentioned has gotten hurt. Or, you know, has had a slow developmental curve. Like, people were expecting Lenny Torres to have a bigger year than he had. You know, he was on a lot of people's, like, cusp of the top 10 list. And he didn't have a bad year. But he's not on the cusp of the top 10 anymore. Like, that's just, I don't know anyone who's still keeping him there right now. He's probably a two-pitch reliever. It's the same thing. Like, Josh Wolf has stayed healthy, but he's probably a two-pitch reliever. And the Indians are also, last year's draft and the draft before that, uh, I think are just, they really hearken to what this organization, hearken? I don't think that's the word I want. They really show what the draft is going to be for these teams. Uh, you know, Tuesday's show, we talked about the draft of the Indians in that 76th year. I mean, they, they outside of Ron Hazy, they pooped the bed. Like, it was a bad draft all around for them. They didn't get much to show for it, though. Like, again, Tim Glass, top overall pick, probably should have had a shot in the big leagues. Ohio kid, if you missed that show, go back and hear about five Ohio kids in the first 24 picks. Five Ohio kids in the first 17 picks. Uh, never going to see that again. I mean, we haven't even... Cameron Vergara, who went to the Rays in the second round, uh, and then Zach Shannon, who was supposed to go to Ohio State and then bounced around to a bunch of JUCOs, eventually got taken by the Rangers. Um... Like, those are the last guys who even had first-round real run, like, later on. Like, Shannon's first-round run wasn't really as much there. But Vagera went the second round. It didn't work out for him. But, like, the Ohio prep, like, high pick, it's extensive. Like, who's the last Ohio kid as a prep player to go in the first round? Uh, Matthew Smorrell, I want to say, out of Solon, who went to the Blue Jays. Might have been it. You know, Chandler Day, it didn't work out when he went to Vandy. It's not been great. Let's... And who's the catcher who had a lot of run? It wasn't a first-round talk, but like then he went to Vandy and just couldn't even play regularly. It's It's been rough, let's put it that way, and move through. I mean, Ohio State's like Dylan Dingler was the was a second-round pick. He should have been a first-rounder two years ago. Uh, he was like the fourth most famous name in that class. Seth Lonsway was the dude. Uh, he had a potential to be a first-round pick out of high school. Just didn't develop at Ohio State. Was it Ruby was the outfielder? And... I mean, Xavier Howard, Xavier went to Texas on day three and signed. Xavier Moore, I think it was. Uh, I mean, that was like the greatest Ohio State recruit class ever, and like most of it didn't work out. <laughs> so, man, I'm good. I'm just going off. But essentially, what it comes down to is the inherent risk profile is not what the Guardians go for anymore. 
look at last year's class. It was all pitchers except for two hitters. And then those two hitters were the, you know, the up the middle types with contact profiles. Why? Because that's the safest profile. Honestly, it's like if a player fails, is if a hitter fails, the most common reason is lack of contact skills. Like that is it. You can hit for power. You can do all this other stuff. But the most common reason for failure, and I, you know, I've talked about it before, and I've told John Sickles this online. It's like I consider him one of my fathers in this industry, one of my ancestors. And I read his work, and I really enjoyed his like just going back and looking at why players fail. It was a great piece. I mean, this is someone who did what I liked about Sickles was he was never afraid to stand out. He was never afraid to take a big swing and have a reason to, and he always had a reason for it. Like he had data to back him. But it's like a lot of times I feel like when you look at ESPN, you look at fan graphs, uh, you look at base uh, MLB, like those guys are doing great work. They're doing impossible jobs. What Eric, Kyle, Mayo, and Callis do is impossible. It's an impossible job. Baseball America, Carlos, it's an impossible job. But there is a uniformity that we see. That's why I kind of appreciate Keith. Like Keith can be a bit of a curmudgeon, but Keith will also just have a take. And he's not afraid to go off board. And I that's that's why I like Sickles. That's why I still like Keith um, out there in this business. But, uh, you know, Sickles had a great retrospective. It's like almost required reading. I think you could probably still buy it somewhere. E- email him. I'm sure he, he's writing. He's moved from baseball. He's writing fiction now. But I'm sure he would sell you the PDF. And it's totally worth your time. I should reach out and try to have John on the show. I feel like I could maybe have him on. We've had enough positive interactions throughout the years. He follows me on Twitter. Uh, I should do that. So sorry, I just had a thought here out loud on the show. You know, Sickles, great dude, uh, very knowledgeable. But again, yeah, what he states very simply is like, you know, you can go through and look why guys. I mean, injury is number one. But if you get rid of injury amongst players, then it's it's lack of contact. It's inability to make consistent contact. So what if the Indians targeted uh, exactly that, consistent contact, and then they hope that maybe a guy will grow into something else. He'll develop a second skill. Maybe he'll have on-base ability. Maybe doubles will turn into home runs. Maybe just he'll be athletic enough. Or maybe he plays a position where all you need is to be about league average. But they're trying to build a guy who can at least be league average and hope he goes from there. They're getting uh, as low, getting the risk as low as possible. Now, you might think that's weird that they go with prep talent, but it's because if you're going to go with college talent, that safer college talent is often off the board when they pick. I will say this. This is one of the deepest college hitter classes I can ever recall. I I really expect them to go college bat early because it's going to be safe and there's going to be someone interesting there. There's going to be someone who slides. It might be one of the many great college catchers, Kevin Parada, Daniel uh, Susak. Um, we'll have to see. But there's there's some. It's a deep class. It's a fun class. You know, of course, in my way too early mock, I had Hunter Barco, who at one point in time I thought was going to be a top ten pick as a high schooler. Florida guy, flawed Florida developmental system. They mined that system for a reason. Uh, if he's there, I think he's very likely to pick, if not a bat. Uh, but to go to the other side of things, I'm running out of time here, but I want to talk about this. Why do pitchers fail? Why do we see pitchers fail? You know, what is the most common reason outside of injury? It's control. It is inability to, uh, you know, you hurt yourself too much with your walk rate, walk rate, and you're not commanding well, which then leads to other issues. But command and control, if you don't have that as a pitcher, that is the most common reason a guy fails. A guy does not work out. Uh, it is why most super hyped guys, it's why is Nate Pearson still not... He may not even be in Toronto's rotation next year. He might be getting fast-tracked to the bullpen. Why do these big-name pitching prospects who have huge velocity not work out? 
If it's not health, it's control. What do the Indians target? Control. Like they are limiting their their downside. They're limiting their risk. So when it comes to the draft, what you're looking for is it's the old school approach. Honestly, it's it's an approach that didn't work for a lot of years for them, where they went for safety. Problem was back then they weren't uh, weren't as advanced as they are now. They weren't looking for safety in the railways. They didn't have a developmental system that could develop those type of guys. And one might say hitting wise they still don't. I know low blow. But pitching-wise, they do, and they're going to keep setting up, looking for and targeting and trying to limit that risk. It's not going to always lead the most exciting profile, like Jace, Chase Talouder from James Madison might have the highest ceiling in this class. Brock Jones from Stanford, former football safety, really interesting. Probably not at all like an Indians type watch. Uh, the latter will probably be off the board, if I'm being honest. Jones will probably still be there. Watch them draft him now because I made that statement, but... Uh, just after that discussion today, I thought it was you know time to take a point back and just kind of explain. The Indians' profile is clearly about limiting risk. And you might think, oh, that doesn't sound great. It is a way that allows them to acquire more talent. It is a way they build up their minors. And you can just go back to a few years ago with like Brian, Brian Rocchio, where I was not high on him because I thought it was a very limited profile. And he found another gear. He found another step. They worked with him. And now... Like, honestly, I'd rather try trade Ty Freeman than Rokio. That's my view. I know I'm in the extreme minority here. But it gives them, and as they continue to add just up-the-middle-only talent, that is the most valuable pieces. It's going to allow them to facilitate trades at some point, we hope. Thank you for listening, Lockdown Guardians. Remember to rate and review, download daily. It all helps. Our numbers are up huge in December, so I want to thank everyone who's listening, telling a friend everything you're doing. Thank you. I mean... If it was not for you listeners, I would not be able to keep this going. I would not be able to be almost 600, ep- well, over 600 episodes in on the show. So uh, thank you all for all you do. And as we say now, go, go, Guardians, go.